the world view of wrestling on the air. WVOW 101.9 FM. We're also on WVOWradio.com. I'm Mr. Stone. I'm Mr. Bush. And we're going to be talking about what's coming up in 2020 with all pro wrestling news. And we're going to be talking about what matches we thought were the best. It's WVOW on WVOW. It's WVOW on WVOW. Let's talk some pro wrestling. Mr. Stone, 2019, huge year for pro wrestling. And we had a really in-depth conversation uh, back on Christmas Eve night, and you can hear that on WVOWradio.com. Indeed we did. So I'm looking more towards 2020 and what's going on with that. But we also had the not the best matches of, of, of the last 10 years, but they've been good matches. Oh, well, there was a lot of good matches over the year, and it's always fun to look back over the past year and say, hey, these are the matches that I like. This is the matches that you liked, of course. We all know the dreaded star system is out there that everyone talks about. and But there's so many good matches that happened over this past year. And uh, I don't want to rank them from number one to whatever. Right. I think we should just look at them as, hey, here's the matches that you and I, who sat here and talked for about three minutes, agreed are matches that we should mention in our um, year in review. And basically we have four that we believe are must-see matches of, Absolutely. Of, of 2019. But I have to say, and you agreed with me, the number one of all year we both agreed on. But let's let's look at the runners-up, I guess. Okay. These are uh, better than honorable mentions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely must-see. First off, the G1 Supercard, MSG 2019, yeah. Ibushi, and Naito. Oh, man, what a match. The IWGP Intercontinental title match. If you missed that one, go hit, go see it. It was hard hitting. It left an impression. It was the best match on the card that night, and Okada was on the card, brutal. so that's saying something. So it, fantastic it, match. It was brutal, just brutal, and it really, you know, some that we had talked about with the ROH and their partnerships. This was really the last show that they done together. Yeah, this show to me was maybe the greatest moment in ROH history. Them being in Madison Square Garden, and it's a been downhill ever since and you know that card was you know had the controversy that was the card that bully ray was accused of uh being a little too forward with a fan or some nonsense for that guy's mouthing off and uh enzo and big cast talk about guys who fell from grace this year <laughs> yeah well they show up there like they were little... supposed to and then uh never saw them again yeah they fired them yeah and that I... was also they did the surprise run-in on the same night as the fan that attacked Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame ceremony this past year. Oh, it was the same that. night. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, because I was watching the uh, G1 Supercard, and my buddy Josh was watching the uh, Hall of Fame induction, and we were telling each other what was going on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was really interesting. We got a run-in. Wait, we got a run-in over here, too. Yeah, it's like run-ins all over the place. Uh, obviously this happened later in the year and it's still fresh with us. I mean, yeah. here we are, we're two, two days away of, you know, from the big ball drop here and still, um, uh, I think, and we agreed these kind of tie yeah, sort of. So we're going to put both of them out there, both war games matches. Yeah. Both are very deserving. The women's match was great. Great storytelling. 
and then the men's match. Anytime you get Undisputed Era in a match, and then you say, okay, let's throw in some Keith Lee, let's throw in some Tommaso Ciampa, some Donovan Dijakovic, Kevin and, Owens. And the Undisputed Era. Just throw it all in there, put two, put a cage around Let's do it. Man, let's do it. And, I could watch that match. And Rhea it. Ripley. Rhea Ripley, really just a breakout match for her on the women's a side. A breakout year for Rhea Ripley. And well-deserved. Well yeah. well NXT has really just been... You know, they're not really the developmental anymore. No, they're equal. Uh, matter of fact, that whole weekend of wrestling was just really great. You had the NXT, the Saturday night, and you had the Survivor Series, which, you know, we'll go ahead and get that the, another WWE match out of the way. The NXT title on the line, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne winning his chance at the night before. Yeah, winning the triple threat match. So, uh, who did he beat? Uh, Velveteen Dream. And and, he beat Killian Dane and, pun- or not Punishment Martinez, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Oh, that's right, because uh, Velveteen's been injured. Yes. I'm sure he was been the fourth or one of the thirds in that we'll, match. We'll see him, I have a feeling, coming up real soon. Yes. In a certain but we'll, first but of the we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, but. That match, incredible. It really kind of stole the show at Survivor Series. It was the best. To me, it was the best match of the weekend. I mean, well, yeah. And there was another show that was going on the the Friday night, wasn't there? SmackDown. SmackDown. Well, yeah. But I mean, I thought another organization had a show that night. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I don't think been, Ring of Honor had a show or it anything. It wasn't Final Battle. It might have been no. that, that ROH show before that. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, either way, the whole weekend was just a good good, good round of wrestling. But if you really want it summed up, you know, those those War Games matches were great. And, yeah. and, and the singles action, Adam Cole and Pete Dunne. AEW. They have a match on our top. They do, and it's well-deserved. It was unlike any other match AEW's ever done, and that's why it was so good, maybe. I don't know. I'm not knocking AEW. I know it seems like I'm not an AEW fan. I really am, but to me, this was the match that has defined AEW to me. I'm going to say that Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing, that was the match to me that made me go, okay, I have faith. I have faith in this company. Well, and, you know, I think AEW has been kind of um, hitting a lot of duds here lately. Uh, Yeah. You know, the Dark Order thing. They've got the wrong team in the Dark Order spot. They need to get the bunny and the butcher and the the baker, the candlestick maker, and all those guys in there. I, I I do think that the Dark Order tag team would be better in a supporting role. And I think maybe we'll end up finding that when... I think the Dark Order would be better in a delivery role, as in, hello, can I get my pizza a little quicker? I think they need a stronger central person, like, you know, the ministry had the Undertaker. Yeah, ministry had... You know, if you look back at the ministry, they kind of had a lot of duds at the bottom. But they made great supporting characters. uh, Viscera. Big uh, guy, special attraction. Midian, the acolytes before the beer and cigars. Right. Uh, there was not a lot there, really. I mean, they had the brood, but then they broke up. Long story short, I get what you're coming with. Well, anyway, everything that's been good about AEW has involved Cody. Wild and how that happens. It's wild how that happens. And Chris Jericho, for the most part, since AEW has been conceived here on, on, on TNT, he's been involved. He had a great match with uh, with uh, Cody. Yeah, he did. Uh, as well. But I think this, this Dustin and Cody match really kind of – it had a certain emotional level that uh, Jericho and Cody just wouldn't get anyway. 
Yeah, it's the the family dynamic. It's like Brett and Owen Hart from WrestleMania 10. You know, it's one of those aspects. But, uh, you know, Cody and Jericho, definitely a match. I would check out. It was the match of the night for their uh, last pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Here. Not even close, really. But Dustin and Cody, definitely, that is their their that is their moment, their number one moment of moments that yeah. will be seen over the next year. But number one. We both agreed. Walter and Tyler Bate for the NXT UK Heavyweight Championship. In an NXT special, NXT TakeOver Cardiff, Tyler Bate, Walter, David and Goliath, two completely different styles. Walter's more the hard-hitting. You know, he can hurt you in so many different ways. Tyler Bate is a smaller guy. He's still strong. Looks like a man. Reminds me of that county fair strong man. Yeah, he does. He's just like country strong, as they would say. Country strong. Double tough, as you say. He's one of those guys. Unlike us, who are double stuffed. (laughs) Exactly. But Tyler Bates, one of those guys who I loved him from the time the NXT UK Championship Tournament came around, and he and Walter had a fantastic match. It's over 45 minutes long. I, I highly suggest you check it out. Uh, you better bring a lunch, but it's a long one. About it's a good five minutes or so. And when you think it's over, they just keep going and they get you. They had the crowd right in the palm of their hands and it was an English crowd, of course. So that made it even more fun because the English crowd was, uh, they're so much fun. Well, I think if any of their matches coming up in 2020 or, 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 or have a lot of, uh, Big shoes to fill from 2019. But I think we got a lot of room to do a whole lot better. And when we come back from this break, we're going to go over what we think is either going to happen or what we would like to see happen come up in 2020 with WWE, AEW, all of them. What we would like to see in wrestling in the future. As I said, this is Worldview of Wrestling on WVOW Logan. And you can also hear us on WVOWradio.com. We're live at the end of each month, the last Sunday of the month, right here on the air, 101.9 FM in Logan. The world view of wrestling. Here we are. We're looking at a whole new year coming up, and we've talked about some of our must-see matches of 2019. And I have to say the biggest milestone in wrestling of 2019 would have to be the debut of the World View of Wrestling, the last Sunday of the month. This is, uh, what, episode five? Episode five, as we trudge through here. It's been good, you know. Uh, we get a high five for that, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we this show takes a long time sometimes to produce. And oh. sometimes there's some pretty hilarious moments that come out of this. Uh, one time you had a little stumble on the air, and I did some editing. And uh, I turned it into a fun little clip that I sent it to everyone in the office. So I've got to let the people hear it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Lestone Grange. Yes, very funny. <laughs> I had some fun with it. Everyone uh, in the office seemed to enjoy it. Yes, everybody in the office. Uh, anyway, well, again, yes, another memorable moment, but you know, we're five episodes in the worldview of wrestling. I mean, we've had some cool people on, we had Till Piper, uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin, Jimmy Jam Garvin, so, and hopefully more to come in the future. But, uh, you know, 2020, they usually say hindsight is 2020, but looking forward is 2020. 2020 is going to be a, 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 quite an amazing cycle of a year. I mean, not, not to mention the election. 
Well, we won't go near that. No, and you know what? I, I hope that none of the wrestling promotions out there decide to do anything political. They will. In 2020. <laughs> and they will, some way or somehow, and it'll just... It'll do anything other than just get them some publicity for what a half hour, maybe. But uh, you know, either yeah. way, looking forward to 2020. We kick it off with a bang. The Royal Rumble is coming up, and we'll talk more about that after the break uh, here in a little bit. But there's some things I'd like to see in 2020, or or maybe maybe not even see them in 2020. But I think I would like to look at the idea of them becoming possible in 2020. Well, lay one on me. I think we finally need to. Adopt the fact that we can have a WrestleMania in London. Why? Why not? I don't want to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch wrestling. Well, that's the thing. You won't have to. If it starts at 8 o'clock in London, it'll start here at, what, 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Well. I think that would be wonderful. And then by the time it goes off, it'll be 8 o'clock here, roughly. Well, actually, WrestleMania, with the way it runs... It would be, you know, 11 o'clock here, <laughs> but <laughs> Nine, no, like, they're, they're five, they're five hours ahead of us in London. Like it's no different well, than, right. it's I no get, different you know. than running a show, you know, cause I went to a, a Royal Rumble in Phoenix one time. It was a little strange. We had to be there. The pre-show started at like four o'clock, like five o'clock because yeah. it runs on uh, mountain time. It was weird, but when we were done with the show, it was like 10 o'clock, maybe, maybe even nine o'clock. There was still time to go, you know, go get a bite to eat, go, you know, kind of hang out. You didn't have to go back and go straight to bed. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I think that might be something that's going to happen in the next five or six years anyway. Yeah. I think they're going to go somewhere overseas. And imagine them having WrestleMania at a, a in London or in a big, like, let's just say the Wembley Stadium, because they did SummerSlam there in 92. Of course, there was no internet. But imagine that, the crowd reactions there. Well, the thing is, I think weather in, Possibly, in, in yeah. London in you know, early April, they are kind of a city known for rain. And yeah. April, April showers bring Mayflowers. But, you know, not just uh, you know, London. It, it could be in somewhere in, 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 in Europe or Absolutely. India. Maybe. They, I mean, they've been really, they're pretty popular in India from what I understand. Well, you'd have to see gender on the upper card. We saw well that well, went over. Talk well, about a fall from grace. You don't even have to do that. You just you just throw the great Kali in there in the middle and everybody's oh, happy. I'd rather have gender. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I liked gender. Everybody's uh, down on gender. I, I didn't mind it for a little while, but then it just got bad. He pulled six month rain out, didn't he? But I can tell you what, I can tell you who's pulled out a pretty impressive rain so far. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, um, I'm going to go out in here. I'm going to review TLC really fast. Uh, it was bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, TLC was awful. Did not enjoy it. Uh, the best matches were early in the card. So if you do watch two, watch Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy and uh, Humberto Carrillo and Andrade, which was a pre-show match. And the New Day uh, revival match was pretty good, too. It was pretty good, so, too. Yeah, yeah, tune in for those. Skip the rest. But the Brian and uh, Bray Wyatt match, uh, it, it, it was like another. They didn't have a match. Of... It was it was Miz and Brian or uh, Miz, and Miz and Wyatt. Miz and Wyatt. But still, they're pushing. The only reason they did that was to push forward this Brian angle with Wyatt, which I've been enjoying. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I like what they're doing. They're bringing back an old Daniel Bryan. But another thing I want to see happen in 2020, I want to see AEW beef up their mid card. And make me interested in someone other than Cody Rhodes, Jericho, 
and give me a reason to continue to support Luchasaurus. That's and their I want women's that, division as well. Uh, they could do away with that for, for <laughs> now. No, it's offense. not very strong. Right it, it's now. it's really bad. Like honestly, NWA has the second best women's division out there, and that's that's a true statement from me. Um, you could argue. I would agree Impact. with that. You could argue Impact has a good women's division. They've got uh, that's the only thing they have in, in Impact right now. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, Tessa Blanchard's going to be facing Sammy Callahan for the heavyweight title. I don't know. It's more embarrassing that Sammy Callahan is taking on a woman for and putting his title on the line that he might lose. Or the fact that he's going to lose the Impact title to Tessa Blanchard, she's, the current women's uh, Wow Women of Wrestling champion. She's over, man. I mean, they've got a pretty good women's division. Jordan uh, Grace is there. They've got Tilda uh, Valkyrie is there. there. There's some good stars there. NWA's got Thunder Rosa. Melina just resurfaced she in did. NWA. She did. Uh, Allison Kay, who's a, a very solid women's wrestler, she's their champion. And Camille. Uh, I, she I, hasn't really wrestled uh, no. on the NWA, but she's she's, like in, she's in a main event uh, program. Yeah, she is. Camille's great. She's been one of the leading people in NWA. So, I mean, the NWA, that's one thing I want to see. They're bringing back the television title. That was announced. They're having a tournament. They've already started or yeah. are going to start. It. They yeah. started their episode, just dropped last week, and a new episode will be out Tuesday, or they may drop it on Monday, too. But I'm looking forward to that coming back. The NWA is doing a lot of cool things. Also, uh, you know, I, I we were talking about on on the wvlwradio.com the season's beating episode. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Seen, heard it, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, talking about the uh, undisputed era and NXT. Yeah, the, uh, not a prediction, a hope. I would like to see the they do their own invasion angle. Yeah, on WWE, and the only reason for it. And check us out. What do you think? Okay. War Games at Survivor Series, Undisputed Era versus two Raw and two SmackDown guys because they've been invading both shows. Yeah. Four on four. The match doesn't start till they're all enter. And then, like Survivor Series rules, Elimination War Games. I would be okay with that. And uh, and then, of course, you could still do the women's Raw, SmackDown, and NXT uh, Elimination Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, that's a, good, that's a good look, too. I'm thinking, though... This year has to be the year that we finally pull the trigger on a Braun Strowman heavyweight title reign. It has to happen this year. Otherwise, putting it on him after this, no sense in it. Be done with it. As far as I'm concerned, he's the he's way ahead of the pack as far as I'm concerned about potential winners of the Rumble. He to, he to was my pick. Mania. He was my pick last year, and uh, he, he was he in was the final final two. He was runner final, up. I was going to say. I thought he was in, the, in there with uh, yeah. But I think he should be the one that wins it this year. Okay, and well, and you know, we're going to be doing ten, ten, and ten at the Rumble this year. I do like that. Uh, I like the idea of getting rid of the surprises. I don't. I want. I want some surprises. I do. Like I would rather them do like. I mean, would it eight, it, eight, and eight? Would it make a difference if? If, 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 like, say, RVD was going to be in it, would it make a difference if you knew he was going to be in it or if he just showed up? Let me let me explain it to you this way. I went to Money in the Bank in Philadelphia a few years ago when Rob Van Dam was scheduled to be in the Money in the Bank. It was announced ahead of time he was going to be there. Like a couple of weeks in the bank. Yeah. He came out and his pop was kind of meh. The big pop is missed. I, we need the big pop. And the only way you're getting a big pop is a surprise. That's just me. Well, uh, Well, you know, 
they could still do surprises because you're going to be doing ten from ten, you know, ten from each brand. Yeah. So you could still do the surprise because, well, I mean, like they did with uh, AJ Styles. Well, he was a new signee to SmackDown, and SmackDown could put whoever they want in. Yeah, that's true. Maybe but they'll do that. Maybe they will. But we'll talk about the Rumble on the other side here. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to WVOW on WVOW Logan. And we're back on the air with the worldview of wrestling, Mr. Stone here. Mr. Bush still here. And we're looking forward to 2020, and we got the Royal Rumble coming up. That's one, that's one of my, that's my big event for WWE. It's, it's all my time. all-time favorite. And I always look forward to it. Obviously. Best, best Rumble of all time. 92 reasons uh, why. It's, it's 1992. <laughs> I mean, clearly, right? Always. I mean, 92 was always my favorite. 01 is a personal favorite. Um, like 97, like 98. But, man, 92 can't be touched. 92. 04 I, was good, too. I would put probably 98. 98 right was fun. That. Nin- the whole pay-per-view 98 was pretty good. Yeah, it really was. It really was from top to bottom. It was probably one of the best Royal Rumble shows. Best Royal Rumble show start to finish was 01. 01's pretty good too. 01, from start yeah. to finish, it's the best, but the best Rumble match. Well, I was going to say 01 was, I was going to put 01 in there right behind 98 because I really loved 98. 98 was, you know, that time in uh, high school for me and Stone Cold finally doing the big run through me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm predicting this rumble coming up. I'm my early odds on favorite Braun Strowman. I, I gotta agree, man. Unless they unless they throw a curveball at us, which they can do. I mean, I, right now it's wide open. I don't see an NXT guy winning the rumble. I just no. don't. No, NXT but had their day at Survivor. They did, uh, but I could possibly see a. Uh, a Braun Strowman, I mean, maybe a Roman Reigns. I hope I, not. There's no reason for Roman There's no Reigns. reason, but that never stopped him before. Uh, but we'll see. Braun Strowman's the early favorite. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could win it. Maybe a Drew McIntyre. Uh, maybe even Aleister Black. Uh, that could be a dark horse there. I mean, it's going to be more apparent as we go along. Yeah, I mean, we're a little far off right we're now. We're a little far off. But that's who I'm going. I'm hedging my bets. I'm, I'm pretty certain that the WWE title is going to be defended between Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. At the Rumble, yeah. This has been a story that's really been uh, going on pretty good for the last month or so. Uh, their first match wasn't all that special. They're still doing the red light for uh, the fiend, but they have changed it now that that the Bray Wyatt Mister Rogers guy is getting in there a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. But before we move on and, and wrap up here, I do want to mention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we, we were limited on time. Uh, night one and night two of Wrestle Kingdom this year uh, for New Japan. You can't miss this Wrestle Kingdom fourteen in the Tokyo Dome, January fourth and fifth. I'll just touch on the big matches here. Okay. Kata and Ibushi for the IWGP heavyweight title. And then Jay White takes on Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. Lance Archer and John Moxley will have a Texas death match for the IWGP United States title. Plus a bunch more matches that I'm not even going to touch on. Night two, the winner of the Intercontinental and heavyweight title matches will meet in the main event. Chris Jericho will be taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Kenta defends the never open weight championship against Hiroki Goto and much more. You'll also see Jushin Thunder Liger's last matches ever. Uh, I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I will definitely be tuning in for that. Well, Abushi and Okada is always going to be great. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Abushi just won the, the G1 climb, And that's why he's facing Okada. There you go. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be an incredible uh, show right there. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, you got Jericho coming over. Moxley and Archer is going to be great because you have a good story there of Archer, who was, you know, Vance, he was Vance Archer in WWE. Uh, Lance Hoyt, uh, better known as on, uh, I think he wrestled in TNA under that name. Uh, he's a big hoss. I, I've talked to him before. Great guy. He and Moxley are going to tear the house down in a Texas death match. I'm looking forward to that. Well, today is December the 29th, 2019, so let's look at this day day in wrestling history. history. This day in 2009, we unfortunately lost Dr. Death Steve Williams to throat cancer. Dr. Death, uh, really huge over in Japan and all Japan. That was Giant Baba's promotion as uh, Mrs. Baba was big on the Gaijin in Japan. And UWF down in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Huge in UWF. Had a run with Terry Gordy as tag team champions all over the world. Uh, Dr. Death, well, most famously in WWE, was remembered for the Brawl for All, unfortunately. Uh, was it his face that Bart Gunn broke his hand on? Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> either way, it injured Dr. Death, and he was really never the same. But uh, also uh, on... This, this day, day in wrestling, wrestling history. history. 1999, or 1998, excuse me, 1998, 21 years ago today, Mick Foley. He put mankind, some butts in seats, didn't he? He made the butts in seats, and he turned the tide in the Monday Night War and won the WWF title for the first time, and that was the turning point in the Monday Night Wars. Finger poke of doom happens a week later. WWF never looked back. And you kind of have that playing out nowadays with NXT kind of overtaking AEW and uh, overall all all the demographics. But that one demographic is the 50 and older. That's that's WWE still holding on to that. Yeah, they are. So uh, Stooge of the Year. Oh, the whole year. Oh, there's been some good ones. Stooge of the Year. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good question. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with superstar Billy <laughs> Griffin. Inside joke. Inside joke for everybody listening out there. If you listen back uh, on any of our old shows on WVLWradio.com, you'll know the rule of the stooge of, of the month and stooge of the week and all this other stuff, stooge of the year in this case. When in default, it will always be superstar Billy Graham, and he's he's most notably this year. He suggested that Kofi Kingston start using steroids. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I mean, it's not a question of well, did he really say that? No, he put it out there in the public um, for I'm, anybody. To I'm going to go with Dave Meltzer. Oh yeah, well it's always either superstar either, yeah, or, or, Dave Meltzer. Or, or super dud. Yeah, super super dud Dave Meltzer. Yeah, super super uh, super five star Dave Meltzer. We're gonna see if we can get him on the show in 2020. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Dave, you're a moron. Anyway, goodness. Um, let's go ahead and uh, before we leave, Batista and the NWO going into the Hall of Fame. Your thoughts? Uh, NWO. I understand they're putting four of them in. Yeah, I thought X-Pac? it's Pac. Yeah, or six pack. X Pac. X Pac's going to be a two two time Hall of Famer. If I remember correctly, when he came in, they called him Six Pack. They got, they called him Six because he was the sixth guy. Yeah, they called him Six. Do six Pac. I remember four was the fake Sting. No, yeah, yes. gi- the Giant was the other one. Giant. Well, I guess the fake Sting kind of wore off, but then you had the Million Dollar Man. Was, yeah, he, Virgil I, or Vincent, whatever you want to call him. I think he 
came out later, but I think I, originally it was just, the, the, I guess, the giant. I thought they called him six because one plus two plus three is six. And he was the one, two, three kid. I think he was the sixth guy. Either or. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. We'll put X Pac in there as Stooge of the Year, too. Yes. But he ain't want to mess with us. We're strutting doesn't. and cutting, as we, we are. Said. We always strutting and cutting, <laughs> and we love our country. So, on that note, speaking of loving our country, we're going to go out with our good man, the one and only Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm Bush. He's Stone. This has been the WVOW Worldview of Wrestling, WVOW Logan. Out of here. Ah!